The rainy season. The season where everything is fresh. Plants are greener. The weather is cooler. But for boxing fans in Ghana, the rainy season of 1994 will forever be remembered. In June and July that year, two young Ghanaians became boxing world champions. One, a bantamweight champion, and then the other announced himself to the world in the welterweight division. The two boxers, Alfred Cote and Aikote. The two grew up together, sparred in gyms in Bukom and Swalaba, particularly at the Akutoku Boxing Gym, and were friends even more than they were colleagues. Their wins became national news, but without one man, all of that would not have happened. My name is Yao Ufusulabi, and this is The Haymaker, the podcast that seeks to tell Ghanaian sports stories distinctively and give meaning to the greatness of yesteryear. If you're listening, thank you. If you're listening, let the world know. This is The Haymaker. This is The Haymaker. This is The Haymaker. The Haymaker. On the first episode of The Haymaker, we are looking at stories of three men, two boxing world champions who in their earlier years were known as the Whiskids and Yofi Boham, the man who took a chance on these boxers and shot them up to world prominence. There cannot be a boxing story without a mention to Bukum. Bukum is the mecca of boxing in Africa. No place on this continent has produced more boxing world champions. They say fighting is a universal language. Some people just speak it better than others. In the neighborhoods of Bukum though, it is not a foreign language. Every young boy speaks it. Organized fighting has been around in the communities lined along the coast of Accra for years. In pre-colonial times, Long before the Europeans settled on the coast of Ghana, the Ghana people had Asafwachele, the tradition of fighting in a group. It was mostly a recreational activity for the men who spent all day at sea and wanted to unwind. In the 1920s, however, Edmund Bannerman, one of the Ghana men who had studied in the UK, brought with him the regulations and institution of formalized boxing and the inhabitants of the then British Accra never looked back. Today, Ghana has 10 boxing world champions. In the blue corner, hailing from Accra in Ghana. Five of whom fought from Bukum. Four Olympic medalists who all hailed from this place and a countless number of Africa and Commonwealth champions. Before Ghana's first ever world title win, there was Love Aloti. He tried. Floyd Clute Robertson also tried, but he failed too until DK Poison broke that jinx. Azuma Nelson followed. One became two, and then it became ten. 
in a time frame of less than 50 years. All of these are great names in boxing in Ghana, but there's one name that goes painfully under the radar whenever there's a boxing roll call, and that is Yofi Boham. As I entered his home in East Legon in Accra, I was thrilled. Not just thrilled, but incredibly anxious to meet the man. He welcomed me at the door with exquisite courtesy. Yofi looked well for a man well in his 70s. He was born in 1948 in Sekendi Takrade, Ghana's twin city in the western region that has little to no affiliation with the sport. So how and where did he find this undying love for boxing? Got interested in boxing through um, a referee who is now a, 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 who is now a, who's been named at the moment. He's called uh, E.J. Dio Sabuti. He was a custom officer, and uh, the two of us were, were were together. He was running a gym at uh, Abusukai. They are at the, in, in, their, in their residence, which is opposite uh, Gaskia Cinema in those days. And uh, uh, he happened to be transferred out of Accra. So he said, oh, Yofi, we were very, very good friends. He said, oh, Yofi, can you come and uh, you know, uh, visit the gym in the evenings to see how it's run, whilst he, he had gone on transfer? I said, okay, so gradually it, uh, I grew interest in, uh, in boxing. So every evening I was there at Abosukai. And uh, through that, uh, I was, the gyms were to be represented at, uh, at uh, Greater Accra meetings. So through that, I represented the gym. and. Uh, there I met Roy Ankara and others, and they, they had interest in me. You notice that he mentioned Roy Ankara a few times. Let's take a little detour. Roy O'Roy. What a great boxer he was. Many from his generation who watched him closely say he is the best ever to represent Ghana. Yofi, like many from the 40s and the 50s, revere him. The topmost uh, a Ghanaian boxer, I wouldn't say African. You know, we had some Africans who even uh, won the world title, but it wasn't publicized much at that time. But the topmost which uh, uh, a Ghanaian achieved at that time was the British Empire title, which now is known as the Commonwealth title. And that was won by uh, the late Ankara. So you, you, you can imagine uh, uh, Ankara winning the Commonwealth title for uh, Ghana at that time was no joke. Yes, getting the opportunity itself amongst the whites in the UK is terrible because I once were, traveled with Ankara. We went to Scotland. How he was uh, admired Yes, you could just uh, uh, imagine that in those days, the support that he was getting, the, ad the admi admiration he was receiving, yeah. 
Yes, it was uh, unprecedented. Back to the Boham story. Everyone who mattered in boxing in the Greater Accra region at the time took a likeness in Mr. Boham and the work he did. He decided to go into boxing promotion and that was when he found Thunder Aye and Ramos Ajari in the early 80s. Through them, I acquired a promoter's license and started promoting the two boys, Tandaye and the late Ramos Ajari. Tandaye was a featherweight, Ajari was a bantamweight. When Yofi got these boys, he signed on legendary boxing coach Surprise Asoa to train them. They did wonders. Thunder Aye and Ramos Ajari became national champions in no time. Thunder in the featherweight division and then Ramos in the bantamweight class. The two were devastating. Thunder went on to win the Commonwealth title. For him, the step up was quite fast, but Ajari's career took the pace of a centipede. Ajari, however controlled his career was or had become, was a very fierce fighter. The people who watched him speak of a man who walked into the ring with the rage of a bull. The WBC international title was there for the taking. The title had become free and he had to fight Zambian Albert Musankabala for it. But a few days to the fight, the unthinkable happened. Ejari had been stabbed in the ribcage after an altercation in a recreational center in the heart of the city. The fight had to be postponed. It was postponed and it took about six months. But when uh, it was staged, very unfortunately, Ajari lost. So uh, that happened to be his end for uh, any major international title. Boham's eyes glistened as he spoke about Ajari. One of the biggest boxing could have been this country has ever seen. He got carried away too easily. Like Icarus from ancient Greek mythology, he flew too close to the sun and got burned. In 1988, after the Olympic Games in Seoul in South Korea, Boham got hold of the signatures of two of the country's most promising amateur boxers. Ike was from a family of boxers. His senior brother had won an Olympic medal in the sport for Ghana in the 60s and here he was, charting his own path to stardom and boxing glory. Alfred Cote was one of the Bukum boys who had been so promising in his youthful days and was on a rise. Who had been so promising in his youthful days and was on a steady rise. Both of them grew up in the same neighborhood and had the same coach, Atukwe Klote. Uh, these kids gave me prominence in boxing and it's not uh, prominence on our shores, it's beyond the shores that uh, uh, projected me onto the world scene, the two guys. Um, they were very, very good, that is, uh, when I say good, you know, 
they were experienced boxers. Uh, and it's all because they started boxing as kids. They, they started boxing as kids and uh, uh, were all under the late uh, Atuku Ikloti. The story of Ike Basuka Kote and Alfred Kubra Kote can never be complete without the mission of one of the finest boxing promoters and managers Ghana has ever produced, Mr. Yufi Boham, because he was the one who discovered them, he identified them, and he was able to help in preparing them, shipping their career, and he's the same person who drafted them from the amateur ranks to the professional ranks. That was in 1988. So the two boxers were more or less like um, biological brothers, but they are friends and they like each other, they admire each other, and both of them are very talented. That was the voice of boxing connoisseur, commentator and ring announcer, Mohammed Amin Lamte. Lamte covered the boxers in their early years and tells me that Boham became a de facto father to them. He had watched them fight many times and each time he left with a smile on his face. They were penciled down as well British. Okay, Yofi Boham, who gave them the nicknames just to make sure that they would live up to the billing. So Ike Basuka Korte was given the nickname Bazuga. Okay, Bazuga. So all this came from Yofi Boham. And then Alfred was given the Cobra. With all the prominence that came with handling these boys, came the baggage. Yofi concedes that the boys were not easy to handle. They were hugely talented. Their families knew, and they became breadwinners very early, even though their professional careers hadn't quite kicked off yet. So Yofi became the benefactor. He recounts how packed his little office at Accra Central used to be every day. People from the two boxes' families with a truckload of needs. Challenges. Challenges with, uh, 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 with some people just infiltrating and uh, into their affairs. Someone will just come up and just come with a flimsy story that to, I was... Uh, 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 I was providing uh, Alfred with furniture for his schooling and all that. So it, it was just terrible. Boham lived with the two boxers in his house in Dansuman, a suburb of Accra. He added them to his family unit, and all they did was train. But in 1990, Aikoti left Boham. Mohammed Amin Lamte, again. Well, it, it was really um, an interesting news that came out, quite really very subjective. It, it was very sad and um, a lot of people who are into boxing, who are within the boxing fraternity, received the news with um, some element of sadness and they were really not happy about it because the relationship between Yofi Boham and these two boxers was, was, was excellent was one of the best relationships that we've seen in, in Ghana boxing. The bazooka 
left to join Raincraft Promotions in 1990, while the Cobra stayed. Bomb refused to talk about it. It infuriates him a wee bit till today, even though 30 odd years have passed. After the split, Boham put all his eggs in Alfred's basket and it had become a do-or-die affair for him in his quest to making him a world champion. It wasn't a quest that came easy. Boham signed a new contract with an American agency with which Fred Burke was the boss. Burke automatically became Alfred's co-manager. He signed Alfred on for 10 fights, of which included a shot at the world title. Alfred won 8 of those fights only to lose the ninth, thereby missing out on what at the time would have been a glorious opportunity. After Alfred's loss, like it happens a lot in boxing, Burke dropped him and moved on. Showed its head with the WBO, this red WBO. So we took it up. At that time, WBO wasn't all that strong, an organization. But then uh, we accepted it and then took it up. And uh, he won. After the Del Valle fight, Cobra Kote became a superstar in Ghana and across the world of boxing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, making his way to the ringside, the champion, Alfred Cobra Kote. Of the ring walks of Azuma Nelson, the champion from the small town of Bukum, a cradle of champions near the capital of Ghana, Accra. This man has wandered the world and found fame and the beginnings of a fortune. He was based in the United States, took a whole year off in 1993 when his career just had a blip, seemed to hit some trouble, but he came out with a vengeance in 1994. Bazooka Cote had also beaten the Venezuelan Crisanto Espana a month before that and had won his own world title. The two boys from Bukum had done it. They had made Ghana a proud nation. Another decade had come since the first world title win and two boxers from the community had been crowned. Not too much has been said about Aikote on this podcast, but here is journalist and long-time boxing enthusiast, Godfred Akotobuafo. Aikote was an incredibly talented boxer who could have been greater than he actually was. Um, he had everything. He was physically very strong. Um, he had good feet. He had a solid chin. His fundamentals were sound based on his very proper amateur upbringing and his association with the Akutoku Boxing Academy at the time where he was trained by the legendary Okoda Metin. And of course, talking about his greatest asset, who can forget about perhaps the best jab in boxing at the time for a middleweight, sorry, for a welterweight. That was perhaps as good a punch as we have seen, as effective a punch as we have seen in the history of boxing. So those would, that is what I think was his biggest quality. I think that we could have considered him an even greater boxer if his activity level had been higher. But post that very famous um, Oscar de la Hoya fight, he wasn't as active as I thought he would have been. Alfred Cote passed on in 2020 in New York while receiving treatment for a stroke 
and other health complications. He was 52. A boxing career that spanned years, 1988 to 2012. He had a total of 43 bouts, won 26, lost 16 and drew ones. He held the WBO bantamweight title from 1994 to 1995 and then held the Commonwealth flyweight title from 1989 to 1990. What kind of boxer was he though? The most skillful boxer to come out from Ghana happens to be Fred Quitter Robertson. After Quitter Robertson comes Alfred Quitter. Alfred is reckoned as a skillful boxer to an extent that you, you uh, 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 he even on, uh, looks down upon his coaches. And because he knows he's skillful, he hardly, you know, uh, uh, picks anything from his coaches. Alfred's skills is such that majority of Amaka Amate few had Alfred as his number one uh, 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 choice of boxer to 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 to, to rule uh, uh, boxing in, in Ghana. I believe that, and I have done my research. I have not. I have. I'm yet to see a Ghanaian boxer who would come closer to, you know, Alfred Cobra Kote when it comes to the skill. Yofi may have waxed lyrical about Cobra Kote to me, about how good he was, but Godfrey Akotobuafu disagrees. In his opinion. Aikote was better than Kote by a country mile. Ike finished with 42 bouts, 37 wins, with 31 of them coming by way of knockouts, a draw, and four losses, all controversially to Winky Wright, Oscar De La Hoya, Vinon Forrest, and Jose Luis Lopez in 1999. With regards to between Ike and um, Alfred the Cobra Kote, was a better boxer, I think that. Ike, of course, was the far better boxer. Um, Kubakuti was a clean, by-the-book boxer. Um, again, his, fundamental, his fundamentals were on point. Um, he did not do very flashy things in the ring. He did what you expected him to do. And it made him very successful by the fact that he knew his fundamentals well. But I just had that extra. Um, it's that thing that you're born with, you know. And the really, really good boxers almost always have it. It's what separates the good boxers from the great boxers. And between the two, um, Ike just had it. He was a bit more charismatic. Uh, he, he, he was a bit of a showman. Um, he had attitude. He had a chip on his shoulder. He fought like it. His interviews were like that. Uh, had that suave factor that pushed him more into the limelight. Today's episode of The Haymaker has laid three men bare. Three men who have contributed immensely to a national sport. Alfred Cobra Kote, the forgotten world title winner. Ike Bazooka Kote, the legend who does not get as much credit for his work as he should. And then arguably the greatest ever boxing manager and promoter from this country, Yofi Boham. Boham gave everything to the sport. 
he is even a father-in-law to the legendary Azuma Nelson. That's as far as giving everything goes, right? Thank you for making time to listen to our first episode. This episode was produced by me, Yao Ofosulabi, and edited by Joseph Agri for the Gold Coast Report here in Accra.